having met him in Boca Raton, where they lived in neighboring condominiums. At the dinner the evening before the wedding, I was as annoyed by Lynn Spencer's condescending attitude as I was charmed by Nicholas Spencer. I knew who he was, of course. The stories about him in Time and Newsweek had been detailed. He was the son of a Connecticut family doctor, a general practitioner whose avocation was research biology. His father had a laboratory in his home, and from the time that Nick was a child, he spent most of his free time there, helping his dad with experiments. Other kids had dogs, he had explained to interviewers. I had pet mice. I didn't know it, but I was being tutored in microbiology by a genius. He had gone the business route, getting an MBA in business management with the plan of owning a medical supply operation someday. He started work at a small supply business and quickly rose to the top and became a partner. Then, as microbiology became the wave of the future, he began to realize that was the field he wanted to pursue. He began to reconstruct his father's notes and discovered that shortly before his sudden death, his father had been on the verge of making a major breakthrough in cancer research. Using his medical supply company as a base, he set out to create a major research division. Venture Capital had helped him launch Genstone and word of the cancer-inhibiting vaccine had made the company the hottest stock on Wall Street. Initially offered at $3 a share, the stock had risen as high as $160, and conditional on FDA approval, Garner Pharmaceutical contracted to pay $1 billion for the rights to distribute the new vaccine. I knew that Nick Spencer's wife had died of cancer five years ago, that he had a ten-year-old son, and that he'd been married to Lynn, his second wife, for four years but all the time I spent boning up on his background didn't help when I met him at that family dinner. I simply was not prepared for the absolutely magnetic quality of Nick Spencer's personality. He was one of those people who are gifted with both inherent personal charm and a genuinely brilliant mind. A little over six feet tall with dark blonde hair, intensely blue eyes, and a trim athletic body, he was physically very attractive. It was his ability to interact with people, however, that came through as his greatest asset. As my mother attempted to keep the conversational ball going with Lynn, I found myself telling Nick more about myself than I had ever revealed to anyone at a first meeting. Within five minutes, he knew my age, where I lived, my job, and where I grew up. Thirty-two, he said, smiling. Eight years younger than I am. Then I not only told him that I had been divorced after a brief marriage to a fellow MBA student at NYU, but even talked about the baby who lived only a few days because the hole in his heart was too big to close. This was so not like me. I never talk about the baby. It hurts too much. And yet it was easy to tell Nicholas Spencer about him. That's the sort of tragedy our research will prevent someday, he had said gently. That's why I'll move heaven and earth to save people from the kind of heartbreak you've experienced, Carly. My thoughts were quickly brought back to the present reality as Charles Wallingford hammered the gavel until there was silence, an angry, sullen silence. I am Charles Wallingford, the chairman of the board of Genstone, he said. He was greeted with a deafening chorus of boos and catcalls. I knew Wallingford was forty-eight or forty-nine years old, and I had seen him on the news the day after Spencer's plane crashed. He looked much older than that now. The strain of the last few weeks had added years to his appearance. No one could doubt that the man was suffering. I worked with Nicholas Spencer for the past eight years, he said. 
I had just sold our family retail business, of which I was chairman, and I was looking for a chance to invest in a promising company. I met Nick Spencer, and he convinced me that the company he had just started would make startling breakthroughs in the development of new drugs. At his urging, I invested almost all the proceeds from the sale of our family business and joined Genstone. So I am as devastated as you are by the fact that the vaccine is not ready to be submitted to the FDA for approval, but that does not mean if more funds become available, further research will not solve the problem. Dozens of shouted questions interrupted him. What about the money he stole? Why not admit that you and that whole bunch up there cheated us? Abruptly, Lynn stood up and in a surprised gesture pulled the microphone from in front of Wallingford. My husband died on his way to a business meeting to get more funding to keep the research alive. I am sure that the missing money can be explained. One man came running up the aisle, waving pages that looked as though they had been torn from magazines and newspapers. The Spencer's